Praise the Lord. I think the message is passed already. What are you doing? What is your plan? I want you to pray as you are sitting down. The Samaritan woman just said that my testimony was the greatest harvest in Samaria. What about you? You are going to tell God, Lord, use my testimony to lay the foundation of greatest harvest that ever happened in this world. Begin to tell God. By the time you share your testimony, people will come and they will come and ask what happened. They want to see. The Samaritan people, they went to see who that Samaritan woman was talking about. So tell God, let my testimony lay the foundation of my harvest this year and beyond in the mighty name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray that your testimony shall be the foundation that is required in the life of that brethren that God has ordained you to talk to. Thank you, everlasting Father. We glorify your holy name. In Jesus' name, we pray. We are going to pray again. Father, give me boldness to share my testimony. One thing for you is to have your testimony. Another thing is for you to have the boldness to share it. So I want you to begin to tell God, Lord, give me the boldness. Like the woman of Samar- uh, the Samaritan woman, that she had that boldness to share her testimony. Lord, grant me that boldness that we remove every shame in my life. That we take every shame away and I'll be able to share my testimony to your glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, almighty God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Without telling you, we all know that uh, this is year of harvest. So I want us to call down the Holy Spirit, that Holy Spirit come and speak to us. We know that we have heard from the woman and the anchor, but at the same time, I still want you to ask Holy Spirit, right now, exactly what you want me to know, Father, let your Holy Spirit continue to dwell in me and teach me, begin to pray. Father, we appreciate you because of your presence in our midst. We call down the Holy Ghost fire to be over and each everyone here so that a such word that you want them to pick, Lord, they will pick it in the mighty name of Jesus. And you shall reign forever in Jesus' name. Thank you, everlasting Father. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. This year we have talked much about harvest, harvest, harvest. Yes, we are still talking about harvest. This morning, I want to tell you the secret of good harvest. The secret of good harvest. Maybe the church authority declared this year as year of harvest. And provincial, you, you, you are not uh, able to align it into your own program. But I'm telling you, let your life, let your testimony, your daily behavior, let it begin to do the harvest for you. That when people see you, they'll be able to say, yes, I want to be like you. Your testimony, your behavior, your character is enough to do the perfection of harvest this year. Like I said, this year was 
is declared as their harvest. So what patterns you want your own harvest to be? We have just listened to the Samaritan woman. We've had so many messages about harvest this year. Let me tell you, one of the specific reasons when Jesus Christ was leaving this world is that commission. That is one of the assignments that Jesus Christ gave to his disciples. Turn with me in your Bible to Gospel of John, chapter 4. We'll be reading from verse 34 to 38. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say, there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labors. Praise the Lord. Before I go to the secrets, let me just tell you something about this uh, chapter we have just uh, read. I'm sure even if you don't know that story, you've just heard what happened. That's what happened in that particular chapter from verse 1 to 42. The, this chapter is full of surprises. And I'm going to mention some of the surprises there for us to know. In verse 9 of that chapter, we see a woman, he, she was surprised that Jesus would talk to her. She was surprised that a Jewish man would even talk to her. This is a proof that God knows everything about us. Because all that that woman had about herself surprised her. So whatever you are doing, God knows. He knows. Despite all we have done, God still loves us. He loves us. Praise the Lord. So another surprise is in verse 27. When the disciples came back, they were surprised to see the Lord Jesus Christ talking to a woman. So the, the, the disciples were surprised. His mind, and when Jesus was talking to this woman, his mind was not even on his physical need because the disciples, they were thinking that he was hungry and they have gone to look for food. But they came and found, found him talking to a strange woman. So what am I saying here is that whenever you focus on the things of God, all other things, you will forget about it. What are those things that is bothering your mind? We've had testimony of Sister Shana this morning. Your own case cannot be different in that, in that way. That God is faithful all the time. Praise the Lord. So surely when you forget about those things that are disturbing you, I'm telling you, 
all other things will fly away. Focus your attention on God. That's that kind of testimony is enough to do that miraculous harvest for you. Praise the Lord. Another surprise, the city of Sica. Entire city was surprised. You know, many of those people, when the woman uh, 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 gave her testimony, I'm sure not all of them want to believe her immediately. Some will say, okay, they want to mock her. Let's go and see who is that person that is responsible for that. They have gone to mock the lady. Some of them might have gone to do that. But they were arrested by Holy Spirit. That's why I ask you to pray for Holy Spirit. They were arrested. And they said, not because we've had your testimony, but we believe more because we have seen it ourselves. Praise the Lord. When people hear your testimony about this church or about any other church that you worship, they will follow you to that place and by the time they step into the church, they will know that not that you tell us only, but we can see ourselves. Be careful. Anything can happen. Jesus Christ is here. Let's give our hand to Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So to make his harvest, the, to, to make harvest to his kingdom easy, we have to produce a life-changing result. That is what that woman has done. Even though she had about few husbands and she confessed to Jesus Christ, people knew all those things concerning her. But the way she has changed, that testimony pushed these people to go and find out what exactly has happened. Could you believe? That it's like an ATM. ATM harvest. When you put your ATM in the machine, what happened? You press the number. Then what happened? You get the money. This woman used a testimony like ATM and told all of them before you knew it, Bible did not give the number. But they said, Peep, the Samaritans. I, I begin to imagine how that crowd will be like. So that harvest was very great. Praise the Lord. So that was an instantaneous harvest. That's why I time it as like ATM harvest. Praise the Lord. Because they have gone there out of curiosity to see exactly what she was talking about. Another surprise is in verse 39 to 41. And one of the most important things to our Lord is the harvest of souls. Are those souls still being harvested today? Are we not experiencing a deficiency of spiritual things? In many nations of the world, there are less prayers, less Bible study, even less church attendance. In some country, places of worship have been turned to business center. That is why Jesus Christ said, now is the harvest. Last week, altar calls were made by Brother Claudie. But the altars are empty because we refuse that our life should be altered. We are not allowing our life to be altered. 
So that is why that commission has been given to us that this is the year of harvest. Praise the Lord. So, if the harvest of soul is so important to Jesus Christ, it should be as well important to us. So, and when we talk about harvest, we normally talk about the harvest time and the laborer and the reward. That's why in that John 34, John, John 4, that Jesus Christ is talking, that is the chapter, uh, the verses we have just read. No need to go into that. So what am I saying now is that this is harvest time. If you read that, uh, those scriptures that mention about harvest, in some of them, it seems as if uh, there's, an, uh, there's an argument about the harvest period. It seemed there was confusion. So that is why Jesus Christ said, now is the harvest. So how can I know it is harvest time? But before you talk of harvest, there must be a seed. Then ask yourself, what kind of seed is necessary? How long will I have to wait for the seed to germinate and to mature and to be ripe? For the harvest. Praise the Lord. Before you can harvest, there are some secrets about good harvest. And this secret, there are keys to open those secrets. Once you have that key, it will be much more easier for you to open those secrets and your harvest will go smoothly. Praise the Lord. And the first key to this harvest is seed. Generally in farming, if you don't have a seed, can you, can you harvest? You will not even plant. You need to have the, the seed. Matthew 13, from verse 31 to 32. Another parable he put forth to them saying, The kingdom of heaven... Is like a mustard seed. It's like a mustard seed. The kingdom of heaven. Why are we doing harvest? We are harvesting the soul for where? For, the for TBOLF? No. For kingdom of heaven. Go ahead, brother. Which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. So the first key to harvest is seed. Brethren, know where you are planting your seed. Know where you are putting your seed. You have to put it in the right place. Praise the Lord. So, what is the seed that we are talking about here? That seed is the word of God. You want to have a good harvest, you need to know the word of God. You need to have idea of the word of God. That is the key to the seed. The word of God is the seed that must be planted. And where are you planting it now? In the heart of those souls that you want to harvest. In the heart of those souls. 
there is tremendous power in that seed. And that seed is word of God. Even a tiny seed, the mustard seed, as we have had, become what? A big tree where the bears are playing. When you plant that word into the heart of those souls that God, that the Holy Spirit is directing you to, brethren, it will grow. It will grow. And when it grows, there will be branches. If you preach to somebody, if you tell someone about the word of God, and God answer, and that person got converted, he also is going to preach to somebody. He's going to share his testimony. That is the secret. It's like a cobwebs, the spider webs. Praise the Lord. So for a good harvest, we need to sow the right seed. This is very important. Another one is season. Keep the second key for harvest is the season. Even in farming, you don't just plant anytime. If you plant at the wrong time, you will not harvest anything. But if you are to plant the seed, that is the word of God. We, we, we have shared, I think about two years ago, when we have one, uh, the preset or the, the promise for the year. Second Timothy 4 say, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. In this case, the word of God, which is the seed. In what time? In season and out of season. I don't want you to say, Brother Francis, I've said this is the only time. But Bible is confirming in season and what? Out of the season. John 4, 35. Do not say, there are still four months. And then come the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes at the feet, for they are already white for harvest. Harvest can be done during the harvest season when the crops is ready to be harvested. That is the time you can do the harvest. And Bible is telling us in season and out of season, which implies every time the harvest of the souls are ready. Don't think that it's just for this year because church has declared that this year is year of harvest. So next year is not necessary. In season and out of season. And what happens if the crops are not harvested? They will get destroyed. They will get ruined. That is why when you see that opportunity in your office or wherever you find yourself, brethren, take the chance. In season and out of season. Sometimes you can meet somebody in the toilet. Maybe in Lulu or somewhere. You meet someone in the toilet. He asks you a simple question. That simple question might be the season. Take on that opportunity. God will bless us in Jesus' name. So in the kingdom of God, this is the harvest season. Every season. In season and out of season. If we fail to harvest the soul in the in this time, the entire harvest will be lost. Right in the appropriate time, right in the proper season, you will certainly have abundant harvest. Hallelujah. 
In Acts chapter 2, after the Holy Spirit fell on the, upon the apostle, Peter was able to speak with boldness. 3,000 were harvested on that very day by the apostle. This is another ATM harvest immediately. This is another ATM harvest. It was not postponed till another time. Peter capitalized on that particular day. If you look at when Jesus Christ was arrested, he went to hide. But when the Holy Spirit came upon him, he could not hide. Brethren, if the Holy Spirit is upon you, that boldness will push you out to do the harvest at that particular time. Praise the Lord. Another harvest is laborer. The laborers. The servant. That is the third key. If the harvest is plenty and nobody to do it, or if we leave it with pastor only, what are we talking about? Matthew 21, from verse 28 to 30. But what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go, work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward he regretted it and went. Then he came to the second and said likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. But he did not go. Praise the Lord. Maybe there are some of us, assignments have been given. This year is year of harvest. Oh, that's for the pastors. I will not do it. Maybe there are some that, yes, my church has said this is year of harvest. I will ensure that I harvest as many souls as possible. Pastor Lekon was talking here that you need to get them in your list and be praying for them. Maybe you have that in your mind. But on the way, you get lost. You allow something else to take over. And somebody is sitting right here and said that it's for pastor. And maybe he's just sitting in the car, uh, in, in, in public transport, he's somewhere else. And somebody just says something. So, that is a small thing. My Jesus can do it. Who has obeyed? The person that has done it. Not that you have it in mind that you are going to do it. That is another key. You need to be part of the labor. You need to join the labor. So during the harvest, there is greater need for laborers. No one, no one should be idle. Everyone should get involved. To harvest to the kingdom of God, the time has come. That every believer needs to be active in this service for God. The entire body of Christ must get involved in the harvest of the soul. The call has been made. Therefore, as a faithful servant, sow the right seed, it is important. And when you sow the right seed, in the right season, don't forget... Out of season and in season. And Jesus Christ said, right now is the harvest. Praise the Lord. Have you talked about those secrets? Another secret I'm going to tell you is the soil. 
the soil. The fourth key to good harvest is soil. Mark 4, 8. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. You need to be careful about where you are going to sow your seed. Where you are sowing it. If you sow by the west side, or among thorns, among rocky soil, it may fail. Because if you sow this word among people that they are very strong in their own faith and there is no proper follow-up with you and you yourself, the word, if you don't have that word, the word of God to back it up, they can excuse you up. That is why when you are going for that battle, you need to ask for Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that will not allow the tongues to excuse you up. But when you have the Holy Spirit, whichever ground that you are sowing to, whichever people that you are talking to, the seed is not being sown by the wayside. What am I saying here is that you cannot do it by yourself only. You need power of Holy Spirit. You need God to support you. You need to ask for that Holy Spirit that will guide you. So that when it falls on the right path. In this case, every, right, every path are right. But what you need is the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. So only good son on good ground will bring forth 30 fold, 60 fold, and 100 fold. So, therefore, it is important to prepare the soil by what? By prayer. Whenever you know that, even if it's a rocky soil, you know that you are going for a rocky soil. I'm telling you, the word of God can still germinate. That is only when you prepare with prayer. You need to prepare yourself with prayer. The heart of people should be approachable to the world. You have to prepare that, Lord, I'm going to speak to this fellow. Prepare his heart to receive my word. This we have done last year, the year of prayer. That's why last year was declared as the year of prayer. And this year, we have prepared the soil last year. And I believe that we have planted in the rich soil or fertile soil, which is much more important. That's another seed, uh, another secret to good harvest. The fifth key to, to the harvest is the willingness to sacrifice. So the fifth secret is uh, sacrifice. Sacrifice is the fifth key to good harvest. Psalm 126, verses 5 to 6. Those who sow in tears. Those who sow in tears. Shall reap in joy. By God's grace, by power of Almighty God, you shall reap in joy in Jesus' name. Amen. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. You shall rejoice in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 
That soul that you have been praying for, that soul you have been planning to harvest by the power of God, you shall rejoice over it in Jesus' name. But it requires one thing. You need to sacrifice. God's people should be willing to make sacrifice. And what type of sacrifice are we talking about? Your time, your energy, your talent, your money. Even your pleasures and comfort. You have to bring everything to, make, to ensure that you have the harvest. But as long as you, are, you, you cling to that particular thing in your life, as long as you cling to everything and you refuse to make that sacrifice, the harvest might be difficult. So the key to good harvest in this case is sacrifice. You need to sacrifice that time. You need to sacrifice that your energy, your talent. Praise the Lord. Another one more important one also, I've been talking about it, the sixth key. So the harvest is shower. We have been singing, there shall be shower of blessing. Not just the shower of blessing only. The shower of Holy Spirit is another one. Rain is very crucial for good harvest. Now, I'm talking about outpouring of Holy Spirit here. You need it. For good harvest, you need good outpouring of Holy Spirit is a key that you must use this year for good harvest. First Corinthians twelve three. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. You've had now. You can't just go and be telling someone Jesus is the Lord and Savior. You need Holy Spirit. You need Holy Spirit. You need to pray, prepare the soil. You need that shower of Holy Spirit upon you. So for proper good harvest, we require the outpouring of Holy Spirit. All effort and labor must be guided with Holy Spirit. Without the Spirit of God, whatever effort we are making, all will be in vain. Jesus told Peter in Matthew 16, 17. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. My Father is in heaven as revealed to Peter. So whatever you are going to say when you are going for harvest, the Holy Spirit is the only thing that can, can reveal it to you. If you are going there alone, that, okay, I know how to talk, I can speak, I know the Bible, I know everything. I'm going to do that without Holy Spirit. Don't be surprised. It can, but I just mentioned that it depends on where you find yourself now. If you find yourself among those people that they are very, very chronic in their belief, they can shock you up like those See that fell by the wayside. So you need that Holy Spirit in you. That is the shower that is required for good harvest. That is the secret that is required for good harvest. Brethren, 
The number seven key for good harvest is the unquestionable hope. That is, hope that is sure. I'm going for a harvest. I'm going to speak the word of God to somebody. I begin to doubt in my mind. I've been defeated already. So the seventh key for a good harvest is the hope that is sure. Hope that is certain. Unquestionable hope that you will not even question yourself. Am I sure they are going to listen to me? Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Yes. You don't need to defeat yourself. You don't need to lose heart. You shall reap if we do not lose heart. That is the seventh key. We must have the confidence that is required. And once you have this confidence, the harvest is sure. All our labors must be undertaken with the firm assurance that God is going to bless our effort. Praise the Lord. So laboring with faith is very, very crucial to success of our effort. You will see people that have needs. They are looking for answer. We must have the confidence that is required. That God, I'm going for this service. Let me tell you, God is the one who can change people. Once you commit each and every one you are going to talk to, unto God. The role of God. You, uh, let me talk about your role first. Because if the, your role is to be the speak person for God. God is the one that the God's role is to change that person. If you notice what Jesus Christ said in one of the Gospels, he said, Lord of the harvest. This shows that God is the one that, that does the internal works. You are just there to speak the word. And God will speak through you, through Holy Spirit, in the mighty name of Jesus. Our role is just to simply be his spoke people. Our job is to communicate the message. And with prayer... God will make it happen. So, putting all these seven keys together, and I'm sure by now you know that, yes, the harvest is sure. Let someone say, the harvest is sure. God bless you. The harvest is sure. This is the right time. Jesus Christ has said, because I, I was trying to, uh, relate the, that Bible verse where it said, the harvest is white. It reminded me about the, the cotton. For those who have opportunity of see where they plant cotton. During harvest time, you will see, by the time you get to the farm, you see it everywhere white. And if you waste time, if you don't pull out those wool on time, I'm telling you, <laughs> before you know, they begin to change to brown. So in the right time, in the right season, we need to have this harvest. Brethren, I want to tell you that either you are young in Christ, either you are old in Christ, either you are just coming up, either you are baby, either you, when I say baby, I'm not talking of infant, either you are baby in Christ, you can do it. 
If you are old, you can do it. Praise the Lord. So it, this harvest is for everybody. Jesus Christ has said that lift up your eyes. I'm telling you, if you are saying you don't have anybody to talk to, that means you have not lifted up your eyes. He said, lift up your eyes. Not just eyes. And you begin to look at sky or you look at moon. We are talking about what? Spiritual eyes. Lift up your spiritual eyes and you will see that the harvest is ready. Praise the Lord. So there's need for you to focus on things. Because of our time, I will... Oh, before then, I need to talk about this. Like I was saying, don't think that you are old, you are, you are young, or I'm too old. It's, there's no time for me to do. Quickly, brother, the book of Luke 2, 36 to 38. Let's see how somebody there and see how old she was. Now, yeah. now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age and had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. And, and this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. We are talking of 84 years old lady here. He is still harvesting for God. Brethren, truly, this is time of harvest. This is time of harvest. The harvest is ripe. So it requires you and me to work together day by day. Moment by moment, everyone is important. We are all part of the harvest. This is what it means to go into the harvest field. The point is, when you see the need, you need to feel the need. Do not make an excuse or to avoid any person. Use what you have to meet the need of people. Use your talent. Brethren, remember what I said here in 2015. There's a job for four people to be done. And these four people, their name is everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody. There was an important job for them to do. Everybody was sure that somebody would do it. Everybody could have, everybody could have done it, but nobody did it. Everybody got, somebody got angry about that because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought that anybody could have do it, but nobody realized that. Everybody wouldn't do it. We should not fall into this category. It is the duty of everyone. Duty of everybody. And duty of who? Somebody. Nobody will not come in. Duty of somebody. Duty of everybody. Duty of um, everybody. Praise the Lord. So it ended that we should not blame Somebody when nobody did, did what anybody could have done. Praise the Lord. So, brethren, people are not wired to listen that they instantly when you talk to them, they will get converted. 
converted. Some may take yes, some may take this, some may take this. May God bless his word in Jesus' name. Let's be on our feet, please. And I want us to pray that, Lord, please help me not to miss any opportunity to preach the gospel. Help me to open my mouth to speak, to maximize all opportunities you will give me this year. Are you praying that prayer? It takes you to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And when he gives you the opportunity, you miss it. The Holy Spirit will be reluctant to show you the next time. Now, Lord, please help me not to miss any opportunity to witness this year in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. And the second prayer we're going to pray, Jesus Christ overcame two obstacle barriers to reach out to that woman. The first one was culture in verse 6. The woman said, how come you, being a Jew, talking to me? It is not according to the culture. And the second one, the Bible said Jesus was tired. He was supposed to be tired and not talk to anybody. But in the midst of that tiredness, he still what? Won a whole nation. Say, Father, remove every obstacle, every barrier to preaching the gospel, every doubt. Many of us, we are afraid. You say, what will I say? Those are barriers. Lord, remove every obstacle that will not allow me to preach the gospel. Every barrier, every source of complaints, Lord, remove them all hindrances. Lord, remove them anything I've been using as an excuse not to preach the gospel. Jesus, I receive grace to overcome them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I'd like you to speak concerning the month of March. That Lord, as I look up to this month of March, I am marching forward unto greatness. I'm marching forward to possess my possession. I am marching forward to take that which belongs to me. Every blessing you have been stored for me. Are you praying that prayer? You just go to the month without preparing. Say, Lord, prepare me and my household for that month. Let it be our month of marching forward. The month will take delivery of every blessing you have been stored for us. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I decree the Lord will take you to that one gloriously. In the name of Jesus. This week you shall testify. In the name of Jesus. Before God and man, you shall find favor. In the name of Jesus. Where you have been rejected before. This week, things are turning in your favor. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. So shall it be. So shall it be. It is well with you in the name of Jesus. Come back next week with great testimonies. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let's shall get together in fellowship with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Our bountiful harvest is sure as we commit to tirelessly labor for soul. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name.